You're listening to the Second Breaks Podcast. This is episode number 77. And coming up on the show, we're talking about getting brave enough so we can actually go after the goals that we have set for ourselves this year. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Second Breaks Podcast, where we talk about all the ways that we can make a move in today's crazy, fast-changing world. I'm Lou Blazer, in your ears this second Thursday of 2019, or whenever it is that you listen to this episode. And coming off the high of ushering in a new year and feeling positive about my goals and my intentions, which I talked about in the previous episode, episode number 76, and I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes if you missed that. But in that episode, I talked about my three key intentions for 2019, and then those intentions then get broken down into specific projects, tactical actions that I'm going to be, you know, steps actual steps that I'm going to be taking throughout the year. Uh, that's kind of my process. Maybe you do something similar as well. But here's the thing, that adrenaline rush or that high that we feel at the beginning of the year, or, you know, even myself that I feel now, I know it'll eventually fall off or fade off. It's going to feel less of a rush and more of like a a hum, right? And, you know, the reality sets in, we begin to see what we actually need to do to achieve the goals. And then we start thinking about our constraints, the challenges that we're facing, how it's too hard. We don't have a lot of time. And of course, the fear, right? Our dear old friend, Mr. Fear, starts angling for the driver position. And soon enough, if we don't watch it, he'll be driving the bus. Right. And so in this episode, I want to talk about how we can prepare for that because that's going to happen. And uh, we want to make sure that we're prepared for that so that it doesn't ruin our plans and our goals for the year. Specifically, I want to talk about three things that you can do to get brave enough to take action and go after your goals. Because just saying get brave enough to me anyway, go, my mind goes, Sure, but how exactly, right? So I want to talk about three tactical steps that you can do to get brave enough, to help you get brave enough. But before I get into the nitty gritty of today's episode, I wanted to let you know of a quiz that I recently released to help you figure out and decide what kind of career move would be right for you. After completing the quiz, you're going to get a profile report, which is going to highlight the kind of career move that might best suit your situation or what you want to achieve. It's going to highlight your focus areas, the key action steps, as well as the kinds of things that you want to watch out for. You can access the quiz and get your profile report when you go to the show notes, which for this episode is secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 77. Okie dokie, let's get on with the show. So my friend, there's a good chance that one of your goals this year has to do with your career. After all, you're listening to this to this podcast, right? 
And in this podcast, we talk about careers, we talk about achieving what we want out of our careers and, and reaching our highest potential through our work. And so you're more than likely thinking about, or at least one of your goals relates to your career. And more than likely, it involves some kind of a move to improve your career position, to, you know, maybe get to the next level or, you know, a a career change altogether. Now, in theory, in theory, making a career move is simple. Now, basically, you figure out what you want to do. You decide on your strategy to get there. You come up with a plan of attack or a plan of action, and then you stick to the plan, right? But of course, I said it is in theory simple, but it's not easy because any kind of change that we attempt to do, any kind of shift that we attempt to do in our lives, in any area of our life, but especially when it comes to our career, involves or generates a level of stress and a level of fear and anxiety. Getting brave enough is a topic that I've begun to talk about in the fourth quarter of 2018 because more than the lack of time or the lack of knowledge or the lack of resources, what keeps us stuck or what keeps us from taking action and moving forward with our goals is the fear factor, is the self-doubt, is the second guessing of our plan of our idea, of our ability to execute on that, that idea. So I started talking about getting brave enough. Now, when I when I talk about getting brave enough, it doesn't mean, or I don't mean, that we eliminate a fear, that there is no fear whatsoever. I know, at least from experience, that working or focusing on eliminating the fear before I take action is close to impossible. Now, getting brave enough also doesn't mean that we ignore or that we deny that we feel scared. You know, from my experience, the more I deny my fear, the louder it seems it gets in my head. It's almost as if it's like, oh no, you're not going to ignore me, right? So my fears talk louder. They show up even more so, uh, so as to stop me from taking action, because really that's what it's doing, right? My fear is basically telling me, this is risky. This is out of your comfort zone. You don't know what you're doing. You're going to get hurt or you're going to get frustrated. You're not going to get, you know, all that sorts of stuff, right? So it's, uh, it's stopping me basically from doing what I said I wanted to do. So when I try to ignore it, it just talks louder. (laughs) It, It just shows up even more. Getting brave enough also doesn't mean taking huge giant leaps because I don't know about you, but when I imagine taking giant leaps, the anxiety level goes up even more and the stress hives come out, right? Now, getting brave enough requires some bit of a mindset reset sort of action to reframe the way we think about certain things, especially as it relates to the inner narrative or the the internal stories that we tell ourselves. So mindset is important, but the question remains how, right? How do I actually do this? So when I talk about getting brave enough, I'm talking about steps, like tactical steps to get brave enough, not just dealing with the feeling of being brave enough. You know, just one other thing, I've developed a, a real 
aversion or this has become one of my pet peeves. Just this phrase that, you know, the Nike phrase, just do it. You know, that's become one of my pet peeves because when somebody's already scared or terrified to do something, when someone's already doubting herself, her abilities, when someone's already talking about or putting herself down or wondering whether she is enough for her ambitions, for whatever it is that she's wanting to do, telling her to just do it doesn't help. It just increases the anxiety level. Also, the person knows that. The person who's scared, the person who's afraid, the person who's doubting herself knows that intuitively, that all she's got to do is do it, quote unquote. But the problem is that she's not able to do it because of you know the fear has has is driving the bus basically. So telling telling you telling me telling the person scared just do it doesn't help. So like I said, it's become one of my pet peeves. So what I've been doing is that I've been honing on what actually helps. What are the things that we can do to get brave enough? And I've come up with three things that we can do like three tactical things that we can do to make this happen. And the way that I talk, I've been talking about this recently is by, you know, imagining uh, your bravery muscle or your bravery stool, like, you know, bar stool. And these are the three legs that stand up that stool. All right. So the first leg of that getting brave enough stool is your vision or your big picture. Now there's a quote that I'm sure that you've heard of that goes, when you feel like quitting, remember why you started, right? And that why you started, that is your big picture. Your big picture is that that fire in your belly that's going to keep you going even when you're scared, even when the going gets tough. And here's the thing about this big picture, the clearer it is, the more persuasive it's going to be. The clearer your big picture is in your mind, your vision is in your mind, the more effective it's going to be to get you brave enough. So I always encourage people to really find the words to describe your big picture, your vision, your long-term direction for your career. Where are you trying to get to? Uh, And so if you've never done this before, you know, one way to do this is by asking yourself, where do I want to see myself five years from now, 10 years from now? Or what do I want to be known for with respect to my work, right? Or if you are inclined to think in terms of legacy or what you want to leave behind, what do you want your legacy to be or what what you want your body of work to be about, what you want your career to be about. So those are some of the questions that you can ask yourself to flesh out and to find the words to articulate your big picture. When I work with clients, I follow this framework that I call Brave Your Career. And this is one of the first modules or parts of that framework that I use to really drill down on the big picture. Um, so I would suggest if you don't have this clear in your head right now, if you don't have a very clear vision that you start there, that you got, you start, the words might not come to you right away, or the picture in your head might not come right away. If you haven't done this before, just keep doing it. Just keep trying it. One of the things that I did last year, actually, I was reconnecting with my big picture 
just every day I sat down and I wrote what my big picture is or my vision is, my my long-term direction is. At first, it was sort of clunky or awkward, and I, I wasn't finding the right words initially. But after the seventh or the eighth day, it's like the faucet in my brain turned on and I managed to get past the surface level, the knee-jerk reaction answer, and I got really into what I really want to achieve, what I really want to be known for, what I really want my career to achieve, basically. So anyway, the first leg of your bravery stool is your vision and your big picture. Now, the second leg of your bravery stool is a strategy and a plan because the reality is we have a better chance of taking action when things feel doable, right? So if, if imagine you buying something off of, you know, this, this massive, say, uh, armoire from Ikea and it just comes in this big box and you open it in all these parts pieces from the box and there are no instructions and you're just looking at these parts and pieces and it feels so overwhelming, right? Like, where do you even begin? Where do you even start? Now, of course, some of us, some, you know, you, you may be one of those people who just like, I don't need a, you know, I don't need an instruction, a manual or an instruction sheet. I'm very visual. I can do this. And that's great. But, you know, a lot of us, need some kind of an instruction manual or an instruction sheet, even if it's just like a picture of the finished product or a picture of the parts pieces. So you know, at least you have everything that you need, right? So your strategy in your plan for taking action on that strategy is basically the how. So when you've come up with your big picture or your long-term direction, your strategy in your plan is how you're going to go about it right? When you have an idea of your how, you're going to feel a little bit more in control. It won't feel like, you know, you're walking into a fog with zero visibility. You're going to feel a little bit more confident because you know what you're going to do, at least for the next few steps of the way, because that's the other thing, right? Coming up with a strategy and a plan doesn't mean that you're going to identify all the things that needs to get done for the entire year or for however long it's going to take you to achieve your goal. Sometimes it's just knowing the first, you know, two or three steps. And then by doing those first two or three steps, it opens up your mind. It allows you to get clarity on the next set of actions, right? And that's really, when I talk about getting brave enough doesn't mean, you know, making giant leaps. That's really what I mean is that getting brave enough for the first step and then the step after that. So what's important is you come up with a strategy for working towards your long-term direction. So I'm sure you've also heard this other quote that goes, you know, a wish without a plan is just a dream or something along those lines. But really, that's what it means is that if you want something and then you just say, oh, I want this, but if you don't spend the time to think of how you're going to go about it, then it just remains like a dream out there and you're never able to take action because you don't have some kind of a plan and it feels overwhelming. You don't know where to begin, that kind of stuff, right? And when you don't have a strategy and when you don't have a plan, 
uh, you don't have a way of counterbalancing your fear, which is really the, you know, the, the thing that we're talking about here is that when you have a plan of action or a strategy and a plan of action, then you'll feel more confident about this thing that you want to do. And when the fear starts talking and taking control, then you can say, I know, I hear you, but here's the game plan for now. Here's what I'm going to do, right? So I want you to think about your goal for 2019. Say, if you want to make a career move this year, start thinking about what strategies, what is your strategy for doing that? Like how, how am I actually going to do this? What resources will I need? What kind of time frame am I looking at? How much of my energy, of my time do I need to devote to this, to work this plan? Uh, and like, who might I need to help me uh, achieve this plan? Which leads to the third leg of the bravery's tool, which is a support system. Now, making any kind of change, any kind of change in any area of our lives, it's hard and we need help when we're going through it so we can stick to the plan. But here's the thing that I notice is that I often talk to people who are thinking of making some kind of a career move, some kind of a career change or a pivot. And when I ask them about, you know, what's supporting them or who's supporting them, there isn't a good story there. They aren't putting themselves in a supportive environment as they go about the change. So let's, for example, say that you want to go on a diet. Let's say that you're thinking of doing a keto diet that you've never tried before and you really, really want to uh, manage your weight. So you, uh, and you've heard of people talking about their success following the keto diet. So you say, okay, I'm going to do this this year. That's my goal. You can certainly do this on your own, right? You can Google, uh, there's enough information out there that you could just Google your way through this or buy books, you know, that kind of stuff. You can do it on your own and rely on your self-discipline and self-control to get through your diet or In addition to that, you can join groups, for example, on Facebook to help you with tips, you know, advice, that kind of stuff. And most importantly, support and encouragement because everybody in the group is doing that thing as well, is doing the diet as well, or have gone through the diet. They know what you're going through. And just even if they're not able to give you advice, just the fact that, you know, you are surrounded by people who are, who have similar goals or doing, going after the same thing, it is a form of support and encouragement, right? So that's how you might do it when you're thinking about making a diet change or, you know, managing your, your diet. Let's think about your career goals. Are you doing it on your own or are you putting yourself in a supportive environment? Because putting yourself in a supportive environment can be the difference between wishing and actually getting brave enough to take action. One of the earlier episodes that I did, I can't remember the episode number, but I'm going to put the link on it to the, to in, in, in the show notes. I talked about being aware of the messages that we hear around us when we're looking to make a change. Because if the messages that you constantly hear are all about, you know, staying put or you're lucky you, you have a job or, change is hard or it's so hard to go out there or, you know, basically messages that 
encourage you or push you to not change or not do anything, it's going to be like swimming upstream. So what you want to be aware of is those kinds of stories or messages. And some some of those messages, you're not even necessarily 100% aware. Uh, they're just like the the regular chatter that you're surrounded with. So you want to be aware of that, particularly if you're looking to make a career move this year. You know, think about someone who's looking to quit smoking. If you're looking to quit smoking and you surround yourself with smokers all day long, it's you're making it so much harder on yourself. You're relying so much on your self-discipline and self, self-control. Whereas if you put yourself in, in an environment where nobody smokes or people who have successfully quit smoking, you uh, are basically helping yourself. You're putting yourself in a better position to succeed with your quit smoking goal. So kind of think along the same lines when you're thinking about your career goals. So there are four kinds of support that you would need when you're looking to make a career move. There's the direct kind of support or direct kind of help. This is the person who's going to help you overcome a a challenge or an obstacle uh, that's standing in your way. This is the person who's going to, for example, introduce you to their boss for a new position or for a new opportunity. This is the person that's going to get you in the door. This is the person that's going to help you write a resume or a proposal, things like that. So direct help. There's also the guidance kind of support, right? So this person might not actually be doing the work with you, but this person may be mentoring you, giving you advice. Uh, So this is where mentorship comes into place, coaching comes into place, right? Uh, There's also the kind of support that helps you keep on track and the kind of support that cheers you on or encourages you along the way. So think about if you're running a race and all these people lined up on the streets cheering you on and cheering your name, I mean, they're not running with you or for you. They're not helping you with the sore leg. They're there cheering you on. And that's support, right? That That is encouragement to keep going at it, even when the legs hurt, even when your feet hurt, right? So that there's that kind of support as well that you want around you when you're doing something for your career. All right, so... Let's kind of sum this up. So the three legs of your bravery stool is your vision, your big picture, number one. Leg number two is your strategy and your plan. And then leg number three is your support system. And so together, those three legs will stand up your bravery muscle, right? Or your bravery stool. And will help you get brave enough to pursue your career goal this year. That about wraps it up for this week's episode. I hope you found this useful. The show notes for this episode, as well as the link to the quiz to get that uh, profile report is at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 77. If you like this podcast, if you're a frequent listener, I would so much appreciate it if you would leave me a rating and review on iTunes. It helps tremendously. Also, if you would tell your friends, please don't keep this podcast a secret. I would appreciate that very, very much. Thank you so much for listening and being with me for a few minutes today. I don't ever take this for granted. I know that this is a privilege being in your ears for a few minutes a week. So thank you so much. And I cannot wait to chat with you again next week. By the way, next week, I will be back with a new guest with a new story 
that's going to inspire you, that's going to motivate you to go after your own career goals. In the meanwhile, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans.